Oh yeah. Wait, you got episode ninety four of Seti Bimco, part it's... two, the revenge. What is it? Is that not the number, Tim? It's ninety four. All right, I guessed right. Yeah, uh, which is the forty fourth episode since we relaunched as part two, the revenge. We are America's <laughs> foremost podcast. Get dedicated to the art of uh, crafting revenge stories for they movies are. that never asked for one. And this week I picked 1975's Death Brings Roses. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know it, but we were going to do three weeks. We did three weeks of Jack Weiss movies. Yeah. Because in this episode, we're going to talk about that movie and answer the age-old question. Oh, age-old question. Did Michael Jackson, remember him, kids? <laughs> did he ever get revenge on that elf who pretended oh. to be a kid and ended up getting candy stains all over Michael's bed sheets. Oh, I there you don't go. like anything <laughs> of what you just said. It's <laughs> all bad. It's Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. It's Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. <laughs> all right. Hey, we're going to watch Death Brings Roses. And you know what we do every week? We reach into a object and pull out a number. And this number tells us it's a live improv sequel we have to craft. No no foresight. A character from the movie we watched is most likely to. Which number is it, Tim? From this movie, a character most yeah. likely. It's either 13 or 31. I think it's 31. <laughs> Wait. Okay, who from this movie, if we watch it, uh-huh. who's, who's most likely to change their legal name? To George Washington Crabtree. Oof. Okay. <laughs> well, Tim, do you have any? Uh, do I have anything to say? What about lucky number thirteen? Do you know what that is? Do you know what that means, George? Was, was lucky this actually 13? thirteen or thirty-one? Was no, you couldn't? No. You weren't sure. Oh no, that's over with. Okay. Going on to my life. Lucky number right. thirteen. Can you? Guess? Lucky number thirteen. What is your everybody's lucky been watching the show and moving along with my mouse drama. The mouse. <laughs> oh no. Got our thirteenth mouse. Oh, if you've been listening, it's it's an ongoing saga, and I don't. We don't live in filth. We don't leave food around. You know, <laughs> it's just want people to know we're not hoarders. I don't know. Our apartment's uh, not full of newspapers stacked up from 1956. I think if you had newspapers, they'd be stacked up from specifically 1963, late probably. November, probably the Kennedy assassination. That's um, when it started. Tim, have you ever seen more than one mouse at a time? Is it possible? Because to remind listeners, Tim has a live trap. He goes to a nearby park. We won't say the name of the park so that his neighbors don't get mad. He releases the mouse, mice, mouse, into Mm -hmm. the park. They mostly run up a tree. The one time they ran off an embankment. Is it possible it's the same mouse coming back repeatedly? (laughs) Follows me home every day. I don't know. (laughs) They look the same. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, is there any... Is there anything to differentiate these mice? Maybe you should like tag them next time they go out, like yes. put little like radio transmitter on their ear. <laughs> well, next time. Yeah. Put some paint on it. No, that's not right. Uh, uh, no, it's pretty it rough though. 13, 13 mice <sighs> from a man who loudly proclaims he does not live in filth. I'll let you, the <laughs> listeners weigh in on this and write in to tell us if you think, does Tim live in filth? Right into Seti Bimco, E at the end at gmail.com. Uh, Tim, did you find any uh, revenge stories this week? No heartwarming ones. No, no one there are none. Me. I also looked. <laughs> I tried other words that made, yeah, th- there was nothing. I got no, excited. I, there was one, a woman was angry because someone spit in her hair and vowed revenge. I was like, this 
this could be good. But it turns out it was about pro wrestling. I don't know if that really counts as <laughs> news or revenge even for that oh, was matter. Was she a wrestler? Yeah. You know, it was oh, like okay. this one character was mad that this other character spit in her hair and ruined her wig. And I was like, maybe it's behind the scenes. No, it was all written in character. So I'm like, this doesn't count. No, How did I get count. here? That doesn't count. Me. Yeah. That's what I did to you. <laughs> I have a weird thought. I bet you it's been brought up many times. Okay. I know we're a, f- a little ways out from New Year's and Christmas, but we l- we found on YouTube Rudolph. Hadn't seen it in a long time. We found the TV version from 1983. Because I feel it like had- we should say this is we referring to you and producer Miss Lee. Me and my wife. Okay. <laughs> it was me. Mostly. And she's like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> had commercials for the E.T. Atari game that sank Atari, basically. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. The one that's in like a landfill somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Island of Misfits Toys, and I, I rewatched uh-huh. it to make sure, the dolly, we never know what's wrong with the dolly. Remember, there's a dolly. She sings, she's prominently in the song of Misfit Toys. But the only, the only thing I can see wrong with her is she has no nose. I was just about to say she doesn't have a nose. She doesn't mention it. But maybe... maybe It's as plain as the nose on her face or lack thereof. Maybe she has stinky, armpit, stinky armpits and she doesn't realize it. <laughs> and she doesn't even know why she's a misfit toy because she has no nose. That's, that's a great tragedy. <laughs> People say, how do you smell? And she says, terribly. <laughs> <laughs> and they agree. <laughs> or she Could've just thinks... Hello, Dolly, all the time. That's why that boat sank itself. I don't know. I don't know. No, you know, nobody does. Like, you, for some reason, I remembered the doll, but once you talk to the boat that sunk itself, I don't know what you're talking about. Really? You don't remember the boat that couldn't float? Uh, no. That was why. Well, he drowned all we, the time. I know we he talked tr- about this. He, we, <laughs> he basically drowned every day. He kept ramming into that toy iceberg. Yes. Um, I know we talked about this off air, but uh, remind me, is the Island of Misfit Toys, is that from the original Rudolph or is that from the sequel, Rudolph's Shiny New Year? Oh, the original. That makes sense. I was more of a fan of Rudolph's Shiny New Year because if you remember, they go to different islands in that one. And one of the islands had dinosaurs. I don't remember. I'm I'm kind of a purist. What year did that come Mm. out? I mean. I watched it. Old. It was old. It it had the stink of old when I was a little kid and I'm an old man. Hmm. I would bet it was within a few years of the original because it like was the same Santa puppet, same oh, yeah. Rudolph puppet. Yukon so, Cornelius had died of a drug overdose by that point. <laughs> he had a and, gun, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, Herbie took that gun. <laughs> he ended his life in, you know, it was pretty rough. But instead, I remember there was a giant vulture named Enoch. Wow. I, don't remember. I didn't see it. Yeah, and there was different right. islands. There was like maybe an American Revolution island. There was definitely a dinosaur island, and they were picking up people from each island. And instead of getting a dinosaur, they got a cave person. And you best believe, like, little George was like, uh, actually, cave people didn't yes. exist at the same time. There's 65 million years of bringing cave people from dinosaurs. And, you know, my parents would just be like, we're going to break up soon. <laughs> Let's talk about this movie because I I want to talk about this movie. (laughs) So if you've been listening along, you have been like, you know, this started. Tim somehow found the movie uh, Crypt. Man, what was the first one called? Crypt of Dark Secrets. Yeah, which had nothing to do with crypts or dark secrets, but it was something. (laughs) 
I do want to say, I, I, yeah. it's not, this is okay to say, uh, if you, a few weeks ago, Bat and Spider podcast, they talked about this movie. If you listen, you'll find out that both George and Chuck got f- f- tired and fell asleep during the exciting <laughs> digging up the treasure <laughs> scene. That's actually interesting. I have not listened to this. Um, I do want to mention, I'm throwing down the gauntlet to Bat and Spider or Frog, whatever their name is. Uh, we recorded first. Mm-hmm. I think we have, there's a mole in our organization that's feeding information to them. Uh-oh. I think that mole's name probably starts with a K and ends with a Evan Cablasto. Maybe. Just saying. Did we somehow, tell them? Somehow, yeah, I think we did. Somehow they got wind of this, like, beyond fucking obscure movie. Like, this movie doesn't, no. it didn't have, no Wikipedia. No Wikipedia. No wiki page for anybody in that movie. Like that was <laughs> just nothing. But it was something. This movie it did it did make me go to sleep. But I still somehow <laughs> did enjoy it enough that I wanted to strike back at Tim. Tim, who has taken us on a tour of regional local films. Uh, I found another movie by the same director, Jack Weiss, Jack Weiss, called Mardi Gras Massacre, and we watched that. And I figured that was it. But then Tim found this one. So now we've done a, a triumvirate of movies. Yes. We didn't mean to do it, but we'll package it later. Criterion well, question. I was going to say this, but I think I, I'll just talk about it now. Uh, I I feel like I'm now probably one of the world's biggest Jack Weiss fans, as is Tim. <laughs> and if you do some digging around IMDb and other sources, you'll discover there's two other movies he did. Mm, yes. One, um, one's considered lost. One is, well, it says considered probably lost, but if you go to Letterboxd, this movie is called Storyville. It is the story of a young clarinet player, I want to say, who tries to legalize prostitution in, in Jesus, New Orleans. Same <laughs> guy loves New Orleans. Guy <laughs> loves prostitution. Uh, it's, a, it's a period piece. And it stars uh, Mickey Rooney's son, which I want to say is Tim Rooney, yeah. but I may be confused. Oh, it is Tim. I was yes, okay. I, I told you. And all. this movie is this movie is described on IMDb as probably lost. I will say this: I really wanted to do this movie. I've I uh, I have a, a search on on eBay Ooh. for DVDs and VHS copies of this now. Wow. Uh, there is one man on Letterboxd who wrote a review, and the review is very specific. Hmm. So I, you can't message people directly in Letterboxd, but I went there and I wrote a comment on his review. I'm like, please let me know how you watch this movie. Because okay. I want to find this movie. I want to. I want us to make our trilogy of Jack Weiss. I want to make it a quadrilogy. And now you is, might be like, is but a, isn't there like? Oh, go on, Tim. This is a secret because we don't want Bat and Spider spies. They won't to get, get out it. There it's, and it's, get it first. <laughs> They, well, they get it good. Then they post online. <laughs> now you might be saying, but George, you said there was five movies. Well, there is. And I did find, and one website I went to declared the, the two of these movies were lost, but I actually found on YouTube, Oh, a fourth movie of Jack Weiss. Well, don't jump ahead. I'm not going <laughs> to recommend it. Okay. I can't, we can't, it's a period piece. It's from 1971. It's about a plantation owner. Oh, that's right. It's, we found this. It's called it. quadroon, which is an old term for a person who had like one quarter African blood. That's right. This would just be, <laughs> I can't imagine it is handling the d- subject matter in a way that no. is sensitive. And as my, my fiance put it, she's like, people, you are a person in the world. People will listen to this and then, 
Yeah, you just don't want the. I don't want no. to be attached to Quadroon, <laughs> even no. though maybe it's good. The woman who put it up on YouTube, she put it up because her father, who is black, is one of the characters in it, and she has a whole page of like stuff about him. So if you want to, somebody out there, if you want to go and view Quadroon <laughs> and tell us, are we going to be committing a low key hate crime by watching this movie? Right. Please write to us at Sandy Bimco with an e at the end at gmail dot com. Otherwise, otherwise, that's it, Jack Weiss. That's it. There's one other thing I did, Tim. What? Oh, no. Yeah. On LinkedIn, there is a filmmaker who spells his name the same way as Jack Weiss, but. who has been active since the 70s and before. And I activated a LinkedIn profile and wrote this person a fan oh, no. mail. Oh, no. What's going on? <laughs> I really want to get that. I, I really want to get sto- I want to rescue this man from the dustbin of history. <laughs> Uh, but if this guy writes back, I'm going to see if we can get a copy of Storyville well, from I them. Talk, I'm talk, also going to see. Yeah. I talked to Mr. Dodson. He was a guest on the show. If you, when he, we did the, when the show was different, he was, he had a yeah. teenage story. Uh, he's into films and he said that this guy disappeared after the early eighties. And it, hmm. he said he saw the uh, Melissa Etheridge posting or yep. IMDb. So that's not him. It's not him. Not the same person. Well, maybe you we should have it. Mr. Dodson back on to talk about this. Cause what I mean, if you were listening, Jack Weiss or <laughs> family member of Jack Weiss and you're getting like, you just are randomly Google searching like your father or your ouvre. And you're like, Hey, this one podcast is doing a lot of stuff of pop's work or my work. Please contact us. We want to talk to you. Okay. All right. Got to get into right. My cicada rhythms are all off. We're recording early tonight. <laughs> Did you say cicada? Yeah, they say cicada. They, they surfaced early. Circadian, like cicada, <laughs> like like the bug that is often hissing in the background yes. of Jack Weiss films. Right. See? It's all connected. <clears throat> all right. All connected. First thing. First thing I want to say. Yep. This movie has a lot of padding, so we don't need to go through every <laughs> scene, right? <laughs> Uh, that's a good point. Like every, like I remember we were making fun of in previous episodes of the Jack Weiss tendency towards smash cuts where a scene like should have something between it. This one, Every girl. time everybody walks anywhere in this movie, we watch it. Yes. Second it's thing, insane. This movie everywhere is called death brings roses. But in the credits of the film, did you notice the title is you never gave me roses? Yeah, I honestly thought maybe we were watching the wrong film for a second, but I <laughs> anyway. liked that. I like I like that the movie opens up in a title card that gives a completely different name. <laughs> and honestly, like just to give a little bit of spoilers, folk, I, I, I think You Never Gave Me Roses is a much better title. Yeah, because Death Does and I feel like, Roses. Yeah, Death Bring Roses it kind of is a spoiler. It's like, okay. Uh, this this movie has the best Jack Weiss music so far. Best, best music does. in a Jack Weiss movie. This is my favorite Jack Weiss movie as far as quality, but most boring Jack Weiss movie of all of them. I'm probably going to agree with you in that. It, it opens been, up. Well, this was yeah. 75. We watched them in reverse. Uh, yeah, we've been going Crypt, back further and further. Crypt was 1976, and 78 was um, Mardi Gras Massacre. Mardi Gras Massacre. If we, if we get Storyville, that's like 74. And if we decide to go nuts with Quadroon, that's 71. Okay. So I I think he started out being a little bit more legit. And by the time he gets to Mardi Gras Massacre, he's just like, let's just do naked ladies. Get caught up. (laughs) 
Again, Jack Weiss, if and you're listening, we want bodies. to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I never. You think he? I feel like he must be in one of these films. He only. He kind of is in this one, and I'll talk about when we get there. Okay. But I, I want to see him do his like Hitchcock sort of thing. I want to identify which of these background characters is Jack Weiss. And for all you comedy fans, Henny Youngman yep. is in this movie. Famous. Oh, Tim was so excited. Bob for Bill this. comedian. <laughs> Famous old guy. Friends with Rex T. McGillicuddy, who is oh. still with us today and writes jokes for Sonny Bumco. <laughs> yeah. If 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 you hear a particularly awful joke from Tim, probably written by Tex McGillicuddy. And you know what? Tex McGillicuddy probably still better than Henny Youngman. <laughs> oh. We'll get to Ooh. Yeah, shots fired at Henny Youngman. Well, well, where do you want to start? I want to open up with there's something that was exciting to us right off the bat. So right after we have the title card where you never give me roses, music starts. It's pretty good. Then we're treated to some pretty good shots of the Mississippi River in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. We see a bunch of steamboats. Did you see what the name of the first steamboat was? Uh, Natchez. No, that's the second one, actually. Before that? It was time. Yeah, Tim. Uh, It was the, oh, it was the Mark Twain. It was the Mark Twain. Ah, man, how did I miss that? <laughs> how did you? I I think because you missed it, you should have to do the next part of the intro in your cov- in your patented Mark Twain voice, which I know I've banned in the past, but I feel like given that this takes place on the Mississippi, yeah, he may I feel like back. it's appropriate. Yeah, he maybe needs to like make an appearance here. My next intro of what? The next scene, I guess. <laughs> well... Then we see Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> Chuck is collecting money from prostitutes. Are Chuck, they prostitutes? I don't think they're all oh, prostitutes. Yes, they are. That's all they talk about. They're talking about Johns in this movie. Come on. The first lady is a musician. Well, yeah, he well, Chuck Chuck is collecting money from bars and musicians and prostitutes because he's in the crime business. The movie takes a long time explaining what's happening, I'll yeah. say. It also takes a long time explaining his name is Chuck. I actually wrote very big when they finally said his name. Like, <laughs> yes. let's describe Chuck. Chuck sucks. Yeah, and he's our he hero. looks kind of yeah. He looks kind of like a Ken doll, but like an unattractive Ken doll. Mm-hmm. Fused mass of blonde hair, like a helmet. That's why he looks like a Ken doll, actually, because his hair looks like it's made of like a lump of plastic. It does. <laughs> he's pretty tall. He walks like a doofus. Spoilers. And he's, he's, he hits women. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, so that's Chuck. And he stops on his uh, way to talk with Laura. Yeah. He, he's, she's the girl for him, the only girl who ever loved. He's like, come on, Laura. Why won't you go out with me? And Laura works in like a gift shop in New Orleans or something. Yeah. Like she doesn't seem to be a performer. She's blonde. That's yeah. it. Yeah. She's the most boring woman in the movie, but he's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but the film opens. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck wants his money. He goes to places. He's like, "Want my money?" And uh, Chuck's like, "I'll listen to you sing, but I want your money. I'll have a drink, but I want your my money anyway." Yeah, he this- goes to one lady. Her name is. I thought she would be a main character. She was like a musician, Megan Madano. Yeah, listen yeah. to her song. Yeah. It's right here. Nice. I mean, honestly, I I did write 
this is kind of nice music, actually. Like the whole <laughs> opening part, like I'm like this movie. It seems like it's like like gonna be better, but as soon as we hear Chuck talk, I'm like, yep, there is the wooden <laughs> Jack Weiss performances I've been expecting. Oh, and and then there's a really drunk man listening to her sing. We got to watch him for about ten seconds. I don't know if he's also. Not. I thought he would be something. He was not right. <laughs> he's just very drunk. <laughs> he was very drunk with an interesting face, and I'm like, this guy's gonna ki-. because we he, watch other Jack Weiss films. Like, oh, he's gonna murder her. He does not. No, he may get us some Jackie Lam- uh, points. Oh, should we remind people what the Jack Elam points are? Uh, awards. No, at the end. You got to stick around. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Gotta stick to around, the end, folks. We'll, if, I mean, if uh. that doesn't have you hooked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then we go visit. That's why there's prostitutes, George. You didn't know the, the old. He, he visited these two older ladies, and one of them was the madam. I did catch that. So, and he wanted his money. Oh, he wanted to talk with Max. This yeah, plot is and, hard to talk about, but it's so it was, slow. We meet his boss really briefly. We don't really know who he is. There's this guy, Max. He looks kind of like Colonel Sanders and Uncle Sam had a baby in this yes, scene. That's what I wrote down. I wrote Uncle Sam, too, because I didn't know who he was. He has, like, a, a American flag thing on. Now, we go into a scene where, like, we we follow along with Chuck for a bit after this. And I guess a day passes in between, but that's not made clear until we see Max again. But like something happens, we don't know what's going on. He just walks. He does. Around. He collects money Lucky from money. a madam. He right. goes to this one bar where his best friend is Al. Oh, thank you. I never got his name. Oh, I wanted. And the names. third guy who never comes back. Oh, that's right. They're he's Fred. I think he's Fred. Fred, really? Because so Fred I, and Al. I, I had uh, yeah. captions on. It helps me because Fred gets beaten. Oh. Up, right? Well, I wasn't sure. Well, they're sitting there and they talk about a bust out ladies and they go, what's a bust out lady? It's like, if you show any money at all, the only way you're getting out of there is you're bust out because they're going to take you for every cent you got. Like, whatever. I'm already like, now we're getting into some Jack Wise territory. And this is actually, actually a metaphor for this movie. And I thought that's a better name for this movie. The bust out lady? Yeah. What what happens at the end of this movie? Like, Yeah, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Shit. Tim. He actually he connected something. This up. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Oh man, are we are we having like Stockholm syndrome? Yeah. Are we? Like, <laughs> we watch three of his movies. We're like, this shit's good. It's I like, no it. man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Fred, who was the third friend who never appears mm-hmm. again, he gets beaten up why? by some guys. Yeah. Why? Why does that happen? Nothing. Uh, he just he argues says with he's going to do man. something, and he goes up and starts a fight with the drunk man. Oh, he won't pay. A, I think. Is that it? I forget. And he knows the. I got the appearance. Open. I got the feeling it was outside of like Chuck's job, which is still not really defined what it is. They were the, arguing, I, George. Okay. About which, which, which? What was their favorite Beetle? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was weird because they all three of them chose Pete best because it was five years after the Beatles had broken up, so <laughs> oh, it was still Christ. hot contention going on. They didn't like that new uh, George Harrison extra texture album. He you know, played had that same song twice. Is that really an album of his? Yeah. Extra texture? Yeah. Uh, the two guys, Al Al, and yeah. Chuck, grab pool cues, maybe stab a guy? Or beat them. They beat him. There's a pretty funny close-up where he hits a guy in the belly, and we have a very tight zoom in the guy's face. He goes, oh. <laughs> and and then the cops come, and I, I does... Is, instantly, cops is, are there for some reason. Instantly. Is Fred arrested? Well, I don't know, but because they're making the point, Chuck and Al had to run because we find they out had to run. They once killed a man in Kentucky just to watch him die. 
<laughs> in a bar fight just like that one. Yes. So they're outside and they're just like, ooh, got away again. That's, that's I feel nice. like that's maybe where like a night ends or something. Like they're supposed to have been out all night because a day definitely passes because then. Yeah, they don't. This is this is a little bit of a smash cut problem. Yeah. They Which go, they go to normally Mac. isn't a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but Mac, Chuck goes to Max's office to give him his money. And and uh, is that where he tells him? It doesn't matter. This plot. He, he tells Chuck, basically, you're going to be my partner now. Oh, that's not for a while yet, Tim. Oh, what? <laughs> So adding. Okay, what do we got here? (laughs) All right, at 15 minutes and 39 seconds, in case you were not thinking, is the first glimpse of boobs. Oh, yes. Oh, topless dancer in the bar. That's right. There's a topless dancer in the bar. And then uh, this is when we also learned that the protagonist, who we're supposed to be rooting for, yeah. He's collecting money for Max from these, uh, from all, like, it's a theatrical agency, but it also, we learn there's prostitution oh. involved. Yeah, and then this... we learn more stuff later. Then he goes in the back, and there's four women who he's supposed to get money from and make them, and force them to sign new contracts. And he goes in and just starts slapping them and throwing powder in their face. Yeah. And That's... it sucks. It's, it's, yeah. it's just, he's slapping a whole bunch of women. I'm like, I'm like, man, are we supposed to be on this guy's side? Like, this is what we're, this is what we're seeing. This guy, like, you know, we know he killed a guy in a bar fight, whatever. Yeah. But, like, now he's just slapping women for a living. Back then, that was called giving someone the old smoke and mirrors because she was in front of a mirror and slapped the powder in her face. Anyway, it's a movie. (laughs) It's not real, George. Yep. Well, then he goes back to see Laura. (laughs) And on the way. No, this is important. I'm setting up stuff. He goes to see Laura and he goes to buy her flowers. And if you may remember, the name of this movie is either You Never Bring Me Roses wait, or Flowers. What is it? You Never Bring Me, yeah, roses, bring me roses or Death Brings Roses. And he, is, and he asked the old lady who's selling flowers. He's like, I don't know. What should I get her? She goes, well, roses shows a big commitment. So and he's, he's like, like not oh, those. so I'll get her the, the friendship rope flowers. He gets her yeah. dumpy flowers. He goes, gives it to her. That. What? I don't know. What else? What what, uh, okay. Oh. I'm trying to think what else. She rebukes him. Then, Tim, I want to mention this. But but he's like, like, wow, what's wrong? Why don't you want... Well, is this when they go out to eat? I'm sorry. Am I getting ahead? You you tell me. I don't know, honestly. (laughs) Well, the thing I want to mention, at some point, he's no longer in the company of Laura. I think he... Because he's he's trying to get her go with him. She's very noncommittal. So he goes to like a bar and he runs into a character or an actor we've seen before. Oh, is she the lady from Crypt of Dark Secrets? Is that what I recognize? It is. It's Dumbala. Uh, oh my god. The woman did, who played the that. the woman who played the uh the Aztec goddess who lived in the swamps of Louisiana and turned into a snake in Crypt of Dark Secrets is in this one uh-huh. as like random hookup for him. I think she's one of the prostitutes. She comes right up no, to but, him and is like Well, she actually she is, but we know that the, he doesn't pay for it. Well, of course. He doesn't pay. Because we, we see her naked because, again, Jack Weiss, you got to see some full <laughs> frontal nudity. Then they cut to them after they, they presumably fucked. And she's she says, wait. Oh, uh, wait, 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 George. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big deal. I do want to get you there. Chuck went out with Laura to lunch. And I don't know uh, if you noticed this because you, you fall asleep a lot. And <laughs> your cat weighs true. on you. But the place they went to drink was a backyard patio. You remember that? Yes. They, did you see them standing in the doorway for five seconds waiting for them to yell action? They were just standing in the doorway. Like, no! You, you look at that spot. 
in that's the film. exciting. So but, that might be a Jack Weiss appearance. You think? I mean, who else is going to be yelling actions? How big is this crew? Yeah. But but the, the funny thing was, he's like, why, why don't you like me? What's your problem with me? And she won't really say, but I mean, because you beat up women, right? Then you, yeah, you and collect money yeah, for a crime syndicate. <laughs> <And he's>, <laughs> why don't you like me? What's the problem? But uh, she gets mad. I don't, I don't remember why, but now we're getting to the end of the prostitute he has sex with. And I know exactly what you're going to say. You want to say it? <laughs> uh, well, do you have it? Oh, so they make love. And she says... When <laughs> I have it all written down, actually. Wait, oh, well, I thought you wanted to get to the the zinger. When we make love, it's like going going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, you don't make love; you just have sex. When you make love, it's like going to the toilet. <laughs> I never heard that. In my life. <laughs> Which I figured. Do you think it means that he poops on her? <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's pretty withering and it she is. does say specifically at least if i was like you know this is an ongoing argument tim always calls them very nasty words but uh the sex worker is like at least if i was yeah. hooking uh i would get money but i didn't even get that so i think they just hooked up because he's like the crime boss's pal so i, I assume he, yeah but uh yeah well i think i think it means making love to you <laughs> is like going to the toilet is just like there are fluids that will leave my body, but that's it. You know, I don't know. I think he, I think he takes a steaming dump on her. But you know what? This what? Is, this inspired a list. <gasps> Good place for a list. Actually, I'm very excited. All right. So, so we know that this Chuck in this movie is a, yeah. a terrible person. So he makes love with a lot of the prostitutes. Yep, and he poops on every one of them. So I have some other. Other quotes from the other prostitutes, like Sally Dodds. Oh, nice. She says, "Sally Dodds, huh?" Yep. Chuck making love to you is like wiping a kid's nose with your new clean shirt. Okay, and that's pretty rough. Kathy May- um, Kathy Mayweather says, "Chuck making love to you is like accidentally killing your pet hamster with a hair dryer." <laughs> Wait, I have a follow question. No, Kathy no. May, is that because you're bludgeoning the hamster, or you're turning the heat on the hamster until you- it dries up and dies? <laughs> You got to let these, whatever you think is what the joke is, George. I don't know. It's just so many questions. Judy Tallymore says, uh, Uh Chuck, making love to you is like stealing a baby Jesus from a nativity scene in Pittsburgh, PA. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. Just one more. Sharon Watkins. She Uh, says, Chuck, making love to you is like watching the sequel to the Zapruder film. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks. sucks. Is Sharon Watkins or is Ted Watkins the protagonist of uh, Crypt of Dark Secrets? Maybe. Ah, I think They're so. All connected. This is all the Jack Weissiverse. <laughs> so after after he uh, has sex with Dumbala or goes to the bathroom on her, your choice. <laughs> Chuck report Chuck reports into um, Max Max's office where we finally see. Actually, I think this is when we finally see. He is a talent manager sort. He has some amusing banter with the secretary. He goes in and because she's like, Max wants to talk to you. And he's all worried. She hits on him, and, basically. I guess she did. I kind of tuned her out. She looked weird. Um, <laughs> like in a very 70s sort of way. Like yeah, yeah. Just big, big 70s energy. Um, we learn Max, the who is the guy that looked like uh, Colonel Sanders, like Uncle Sam. He's very fond of. 
in a paternal way, but also a friendship way of his employee, Chuck. And we learned, he goes, what, what do I, what do I pay you? And Chuck is like, well, oh, it's time to start George's current currency current. Right now? Right now? Yeah, right, right now. this minute? Okay. Right now. Right this second. George's current currency current. He pays him, and this is not going to be complete here because he pays him $425 a week right. plus car, credit card, and expense, and all expenses. Yeah. I can't really tell what the car, credit card, and expenses were, but using that base salary of $425 a week, do you want to know how much that buying power is equivalent to today, Oof. Tim? Mm. <laughs> I'm never right. 2000 Pretty close. Uh, by the way, this is 1975. Right. Uh, it's That's... Equivalent to $2,504.73 a week. That's nothing. That's today. good. Today, though? What's he got? For doing a week? He walks, ar- oh, he yeah. walks around a week. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and car and expenses and credit cards, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know they had been invented then. And then Max drops this bone mode. It goes, and you've worked for me for two over two years. You've never stole a nickel. Nope. Not a nickel. Tim, do you want to know what a nickel has the buying power today? <laughs> Dollar. No. Tim, Ooh. we just did this. You know, 29 cents. 29 cents. <laughs> no, can't Three be right. <laughs> can't be right. A comic book back then cost 30 cents. Now it costs $5. In 74? Didn't it cost 30 25? I don't know. I figured it was a nickel. No, that was 60s. So with all that money stuff out of the way, Max then tells the Chuck... He wants to make him his full partner, Ooh. a 50-50 split. Chuck says, the whole business. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chuck says, well, that makes it worth, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've heard, but making love to me is like going to the toilet. And <laughs> this makes it all worth it now. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, and, and Max just kind of looks at him side-eye. It's weird. <laughs> and the only problem is that he would need somebody to replace him as the guy who walks around, slaps women, yes. has sex with Dumbala and stuff. So Chuck immediately goes to his friend, Al. Which is sad. I know someone that slaps women. Yeah. <laughs> I know a piece <laughs> of shit. I know a walking turd of a human being. Uh, he goes to the bar that uh, Al works at. Uh, probably the worst actor in the entire movie plays Al's boss, who's like, you could finish up your shift if you want (laughs) it's this poor guy i'm like this guy thought it was his big break (laughs) because al's like i'm gonna tell him off right now and it's an odd scene because chuck's like no no you tell him nicely that you will finish your shift do a professional (laughs) i think they're showing that like hey hey everybody we already know al killed the guy because it was al who killed the guy in the bar fight where al's a bit of a loose cannon chuck chuck slaps women but we're supposed to like chuck fuck chuck (laughs) Fuck Chuck. Anyway, fuck them both. Fuck them both. Yeah, the, Bunch of the this like, movie's well. full of. <laughs> no, do it like the bartender. <laughs> well, okay, you can leave. Just finish. That's a good move for you. Uh, finish out your shift. It sounds pronounced. I don't care. Shift. Is that what he said? Shift. I figure he's reading off cards behind him, and he's probably semi-literate. That was my 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 thought behind that. Yeah. Yeah, what? Chuck's like, now he's got a real job. He's not just slapping women all day long. He goes and he buys Ooh. roses. Buys the roses. Goes to the old lady again. This time buys roses. And, uh, and, and he brings her to her apartment. And she's like... Actually, no, I think he still does the lover's bouquet here. I think this he still hasn't bought her roses. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
take two. Yeah, yeah, the roses aren't till the end. That's very significant. Yeah, he buys her, he buys her fucking flowers again. Another <laughs> lover's not, bouquet. Not ready to commit. And no, the flower lady still... kind of gives him a glare. Yeah, the flower lady. Uh, she has she's an interesting face. Mm-hmm. She's kind of omnipresent too. This this flower lady, he can just find her wandering about New Orleans, no yep. matter where, and just buy flowers from her. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, so he goes to Laura, and now he's all serious about her. But is this when he goes to her house? Yes. Her cool 70s apartment. I hope you liked all that 70s furniture. I actually wrote, I was pretty sure that was the same apartment that the uh, Mardi Gras killer keeps taking people back to. <laughs> really? It looked different. I, th- I, th- I think it was. Oh, no. It wasn't there. That was when he when he had sex with Dambala. I'm pretty sure that was the same one. Hmm. Hmm. Don't remember. She puts her flowers down. She looks at him for five seconds. I'm like, oh, is this meant to be dramatic did you notice that <laughs> no i maybe fell asleep during this part then they go on a long walk around the same courtyard lot with music do you know, see that? <laughs> so that we see they're they're falling in love maybe you know i want to know something I'm, this is the truth the, the, she uh said making love to chuck is like going to the toilet mm-hmm. So I got an ad. I don't know if you got this ad. I'm not kidding. I real, you know, ads interrupt. Oh, an advertisement in the movie. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> For fixing toilets. Sung to the song no. of We Built This City. It's called We Fix This Toilet on Video. It's an ad oh. to call up the plumber on video and fix your stuff. I'm not making that up. I No, I know that that's a real ad because I, oh, I didn't get this that. time. I've never seen I've this gotten ad. that. Oh, I leave the room and that comes on. <laughs> it only comes on while watching movies for this podcast, but it's like, <laughs> wow, it sucks so hard. Can you imagine? Let's just, can you imagine? Who is that? Is it Jefferson Airplane that well, sings that? Or they Jefferson were, they Starship? were called Starship at that point. They're just Starship at that point, but same basic. No, a lot can of you changes. imagine they're like, yeah, a lot of changes, but that that's what that's they're at. They're like, hey, good news. Somebody wants to uh, buy our song. <laughs> Ooh, which one? We built the city. Oh, that's kind of a weak song for us, but good. I'm glad it's getting some money. Oh, what's it for? Well, it's going to be a lady fixing a toilet. <laughs> they're like, oh. Is Grace, still, is Grace Slick still alive? I think so. I bet you she isn't after seeing that ad. Oof. Oof. Write yeah. in if you know. If, if you're Grace Slick and you're listening no. to us, write in. We want to talk to you. <laughs> okay. Seti Bimco. Gmail.com. I think she's cool. She can't. Uh-uh. She can't help where the uh, music company sells her music. Yeah, she can. So immediately, Chuck introduces Laura to Al because there's something strange. Like they're this couple. Like you got to hang out with me and my pal all the time, Laura. Yeah. By the way, and I thought they were. I thought that we were gonna have a plot line where like Al and her were gonna hook up because like I noticed when they sit there, Al pulls out the chair for her, but Chuck doesn't because Chuck, Chuck is just the worst. <laughs> Chuck sucks. Chuck's, <laughs> Chuck's a pile of shit. Oh, we have to. This this movie's so padded. We have to watch them sh- uh, pour the champagne because they're celebrating. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I don't know if you notice that. It's like really, really. Each each glass. I I paid attention too because I was hoping they would say how much the champagne costs as oh, they have yeah. in other Jack Weiss films. They didn't. Uh, we get to the. So everybody's happy now. It's all good. Yeah. Now we get to the butt. And They're all happy butt. Can we get there? But Yeah, let's do it. Someone walks up to Max and just shoots him. Calls him. Uh, <laughs> what's he say to him? Uh, I think I wrote it down. Uh, some guy, hilarious. Mm, no, no. Can't, no. can't read. No. I think he calls him like a, like a, a you, you son Max, of a bitch. You son of a bitch. 
That's what he says. That's what he says. Shoots him pretty good squib work. Like it's yeah. like explosive. The bullets like blow out his back, like boom. <laughs> he, um, he gets less special effects money as the movies go on. That's what I noticed. Yeah. Well, I do feel like he kind of, like I said, I think he starts out doing like real movies and like by the end, like no offense if you're listening, Jack Weiss or Jack Weiss's heirs. Um, like I feel at the end, it's like, I mean, Mardi Gras Massacre is kind of just an excuse to show naked oily women. <laughs> <laughs> but here there is some, there's a little bit of nudity, but it's not like the other movies. Each movie has less police work, more, more naked women is what's happening. <laughs> That's what I well, noticed. We do, have, we do have police in this, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we see, you know, people come, they drive away. People interrupt his montage to tell him, Oh no. Oh, another terrible actress. She's like, I've been sent to find you. I have bad news. Max was shot. What? So that's not true. That's impossible. (laughs) Oh yeah. Nothing makes you seem like a good actor than being next to one of these people. Like I'm like, yeah, Chuck, you bring it. But the funny thing about Max being shot, these police come. I mean, an ambulance comes, no police, no police. Ambulance just come, drag him away. Weren't, no, there were two police holding the little crowd of people off to the side. Do you remember? There's like six people standing there in a cluster. No police investigation. (laughs) No. And the ambulance guy comes up and like, he just touches his neck for a second. He's like, he's dead. (laughs) And did you notice the Foley work? Those, those, uh, clipping the, 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 uh, straps on the ambulance. It was just very loud. No. Like loud, okay. loud clicking. That's all you heard. Anyway, and he, I loved it. Yeah. Piles the body into a thing. We learned his body was instantly cremated. Yeah. Uh, That's what, yeah. Uh, I thought that was supposed to maybe hint there was a cover up. Oh, yeah. But what, what are you going to find on his body? That's what I was wondering. I don't know. That he had like explosive squibs on him to simulate him being shot. He does like explosives. I, I choose to think. He does like explosives. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. And then so. Uh, he likes exploding what pianos. Oh, we'll get to it. It'll all make sense. So please oh, come and so tell Chuck. Here. Well, the police come and tell Chuck, you know, your partner's dead and yep. we're the FBI. They're the FBI, I think, not the police. Well, no, first the cops come and they, I think they're going to be characters. There's the sleazy guy, Sergeant Abair, and then his boss, Lieutenant Hagnon. And I, I was like, who are these? And like, they, like the one guy's like chewing gum and like a lollipop or something. <laughs> That's be right. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they never show up again. No. Uh, and they could act a little bit. They Maybe. were kind of, they were character. Well, no, the one guy could act, the sleazy guy, Lieutenant Hagnon was like a real, like <laughs> he was a real reading cue cards off, uh, off the, like, yeah, we got to stop you from stuff. And they're all hinting that there's more criminal stuff going on. Here. Oh yeah. This is the rest. Uh, England, we, we can, um, Oh, well you want to talk about the FBI first? Well, let's see. Well, what English, a weird English guy or a guy pretending to be English well, stops him as he's walking, goes, I'm here to make you an offer. He's like, you're the fourth person to make me an offer. There's a guy who I guess is maybe Italian. I couldn't tell what he was. Who hangs yeah. out and just grabs him by the arm. Yeah. I don't Basically, all well, these people are coming out of the woodwork yeah. saying, like, we know that there was more going on. And I guess we learned Chuck doesn't. Well, this is like and then finally, years of the movie that people keep coming up to him. And all he says is, I don't want to know nothing about it. Yep. But they want to buy and it from him. But he's like, no, you can't have it. But I don't want to know nothing about it. He also doesn't even know where it is yet. What, what, or what it is. What is, yeah. What is yeah. it? What? Yeah, he wants to keep it. his. It's it. <laughs> what is it? It's it. That's a song. That's, what? A, uh, that's for that's for Foofy if he's listening. <laughs> we got you. Yep, we got him. Uh, then the FBI comes, and I was super excited to see who they were. Yep, yep, yep. For, Forbes and Crawford. And Crawford is our man, Mr. Tennant. 
from Crypto Dark Secrets and Mardi Gras Massacre. Mr. Watkins, you mean? Isn't his name Tenet? His real name. Oh, you're right. It is something like Tenant or something. Yeah. And the other guy was the sheriff from Crypto yeah. Secrets. <laughs> so it was like it was like a it was like it, it was like looking into the face of an old friend you haven't seen for a while. I'm like, ah, oh, Jack Weiss regulars. And what happens to um, Crawford is our Which one's Crawford? Which one's which? Well, sadly, Crawford is the man tenant who reads off a of cue cards and he's always, you know. Oh, he's yeah, show. he's I had previously I felt bad in previous episodes I called him the worst actor ever. I've grown to love this man, so strike <laughs> that from record. But what's, if you're Mr. Tennant and you're listening, please write to us. It's you've at the end at gmail.com. We want to talk to you. What's funny about Tennant's character in this film? Crawford just sends him on a mission and we don't really see him anymore. It's just Crawford calling on the phone saying, what are you doing? You stupid idiot. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, Oh, we see him. He does. He's just always he's, following him, but never involved in anything. He's just in the street. <clears throat> he's just in the background. And we never and hear his other end of the, the conversation on the phone. Even like, yeah, Forbes is like, go do this. What, what are you doing? I told you to stick to him like glue. What are you doing out buying glue? Uh, anyway. <laughs> Terrible. Stop sniffing that glue. That was terrible. Terrible. But I'm going to refer to it multiple times. You have to keep it in the edit. Go draw his curtains. And then he's like, what are you doing? Go and get buying pencils. <laughs> invite him out to the club. Get him to cut a rug. What are you doing cutting up his shag carpet? Any other jokes? I thought no. I mean, Henny Youngman hasn't even appeared yet. We're doing Henny Youngman level material. Uh, 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 let's see. There's a, a guy who's literally called Don Vincenza, who's a mob yeah. guy. Who meets with him and he seems really friendly and nice. Yeah. And I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop on this guy. Now nah, he stays really friendly and nice, even though he's well, like the master criminal. I think he wouldn't have been nice if he didn't sell. So they um, they talk about all the stuff that Max does. And it's it's always weird back then. They're like, and also white slavery. I'm like, well they slavery's yeah. bad. Uh, why does it have to be white slavery to be bad? So, well, yeah, they even specifically say like like there's a bit later well we'll we'll get to that yeah it, it, they specifically mentioned that he's involved in human trafficking or as they call it white slavery um he was involved in drugs he was involved with the mob basically and so we're learning everything yeah but the but that's why i say this movie is so padded because pretty much the rest of the movie is people keep approaching him the the englishman's like tut tut last chance if you want to sell to us he literally did say cheerio when he cheerio. reappears i wrote that down like cheerio. he says cheerio <laughs> Yeah, but but uh, that's the whole thing. And Chuck is always like, I don't want to know nothing about it. And I'm not sure yeah. till later I realized they were looking for who killed Max. They didn't make that clear. Did you understand? No, because there's a bit later when they they're trying to figure out. Like, yeah, nothing. They, nothing. They, at one point, Al and Chuck go for instead of Chuck is supposed to no Al is supposed to get money <clears> from a priest that owes them from gambling, mm-hmm. and he's like, instead of doing, it, let's go for a ride into the bayou. And there's this really weird like car crash. <laughs> But first of all, he just met the woman, the woman he loved forever, or Laura, who he pined about. She disappeared from the movie. And Al is like, let's go for a ride like we used to in the old days. He's like, yep, yep, let's do that. Instead of doing work, instead of collecting the money, and they go driving. And Laura to stay home and cook me some dinner. (laughs) Cook cook better, Laura. I'll bring you flowers. Um, they They get in a weird car chase. I don't know who's doing it. 
Oh yeah, there were shots of him. The car was obviously stationary, and he's like pretending to steer the wheel. Oh man, I wrote that too. It's so great, guys. Like we see, like it's pretty good. I mean, for this movie, pretty good. Like there's like a car, like literally, like jumps over like a huge other car and crashes, and they blow off a smoke bomb in it rather than blow it up. Right. Um, but like there will be close-ups of Chuck driving where he is clearly stationary, like just uh, with screeching noises, and he's like pulling the jerk of the wheel left to right. I'm like, this is great. So everyone's well, chasing after them. I guess dies in a car yeah, wreck, and we don't it, know it who. But because it's, I guess, is one of the people trying to get whatever information he has about Max. Yeah, I guess Chuck and Al just high five, <clears throat> and then Chuck. But Al says to Chuck, "It's like the other movies. Like so." Did, did Laura find out what it's like to have sex with you yet? <laughs> He's like, shut up. Wait until we're married. Well, then there is something with Laura, who is the love interest, right? Where I don't really know how this happened. Like like you were saying, like it's kind of unclear that they're looking for who murdered Max. Yeah. But suddenly she has some information about Max's house or something. Yeah. Suddenly she's like, "Yeah, I do love you, and and I'm I'm all I'm all in on what you do." All of a sudden. Yep. And they and they go to Max's house. Open his. Seat. And they have, yeah, and they they have like, they have stuff like they find the safe number. Now, Tim, this is the part when I said there's kind of a Jack Weiss appearance. Okay. This is definitely Jack Weiss's real life. Where? Like studio. They're alone. That in, oh, that's in, his house. His safe. It's definitely his house because if you look on the wall, there is two posters on the wall. I was trying, to and say it that. is for, yeah, it's for Quadroon. What? And for Storyville. Oh no, I didn't notice his previous movies, the ones that we need to find copies of to continue this. Oh my god! So I think we were actually in the real Jack Weiss's apartment or house or whatever. That makes sense. And he would def- have a safe. Right, He's the type and of so they, he definitely would have a safe. But me. I bet you the real Jack Weiss's safe didn't have what this one had in it. No, it has copies. Well, for, well, first they find they find the list everybody wants to buy, and it's th- it's. Uh, I got excited writing lists because you love lists. Yeah. I thought you'd do your list here, but you already shot no. that wad. Uh, there is a list of uh, narcotics sta- sta- people who buy narcotics all throughout South and Central America. There's another list that is people who buy Caucasian women in the Far East. Yeah, I was like, what's that about? What what does that mean? Literally written as Caucasian women in the Far East. Because, again, you know, it's like, oh, it's okay. This lady was this lady wasn't Caucasian. It's fine. Yeah, it's weird. And then the last one, it just says mafia people. (laughs) This is what everyone wants. This is like all his dirty fingers, Max's business. But then they they find a piece of paper and like that looks like it might be a combination to a safe. Yep. And oh, did we mention this? It is Al and Chuck and Laura there, which and they, they, open... they hang out all the time. By the way, before I forget, they hang yeah. out all the time. And the last time that the British guy gives them an offer, because <laughs> he's like, "We can even get, offer you a cabin for three. We're open minded." And he's like, "What?" And they just keep. Does keep he really going. say that? Yes, you didn't hear that. He goes, "No, that's great. We're glad to offer you all this money." And he's like, "Even a even a flat for three. We're like progressive." But he's like, what? What do you mean? He goes, well, I just said that. Uh, that's my last offer. That's he really says that's, that. That's all right. <laughs> Jack Weiss. Again, this is evidence you were a good filmmaker. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they open the safe, like they 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 yeah. they turn the thing, it pops open, and the safe is full of money, money. like just cash and issues of oiled and naked. Done lots oiled of issues. And naked. Start oiled yes, and naked magazine. So many- <laughs> 
they're all they're all oily. It's weird, and it stars. Uh, oh, what's the what's the what's the movie say? Melody Chalmers. What you mean? Uh, uh, Precious Waters. <laughs> That's it. Precious Waters. <laughs> She's in there. <clears throat> so they take all this money out. They're so excited. Laura runs off camera, comes back with two big suitcases. They fill the suitcases with all this cash. And oh yeah, and Chuck is like, I want to get out of the biz. Yeah, I want to sell this. And Al is like, what? You could make, you're making like $20,000 a month. Mm-hmm. That's way more than a million dollars, Tim. In today's money? In today's money. <laughs> Roll the theme song, okay. George's Cur- Currency Kerner. Right. George's Current Currency Kerner. If you were making $20,000 a month being engaged in human trafficking, selling drugs, and mafia stuff, Mm-hmm. Do you know what that would give you the spending equivalent of today per month? I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. Uh, let me find my joke. <laughs> oh, you had a joke for it. <laughs> uh, mm, <laughs> wow, you're way, you're way far ahead. Uh, uh, mm, uh, no, I don't have a joke for it. <laughs> I don't have a joke. <laughs> so $20,000 a month. That has the spending power today of, do you want to guess? Uh, hmm, half a million. No, not nowhere near. No $117,869.07. I'm bad at this. Per month. You are. And then, I, have, uh, I have number blindness, George. The alternate thing is $1 million, a $1 million bet, bet for a year, right? Uh-huh. That's the option. Do you know how much that is worth today? $1 million is worth $2 million. Five hundred five million eight hundred ninety three thousand four hundred ninety three dollars and seventy eight cents. What? Oof. I have numbered. That's a lot of money, right? Say. It's true. It's why you're a bad master criminal. Uh, so they get so a- Chuck is very happy to take that list and just give off the million. Yeah, I don't know why they but, can't split it. Well, they would split it, but then that's I guess that wouldn't last forever. No. At least in the mind of Al, and Al's like, no, we could keep doing this, run this racket. We'll make twenty thousand a month, yeah, and we'll be so much richer. And then he pulls out a gun, yeah, and he's gonna rob them. And Laura grabs. There's the another. There was another gun in the safe that Lara grabs, oh, and she geez. shoots out. Okay. She shoots Al. Yeah, right in the and back. He dies in the back. right in the back. In the back, big explosion, just like when uh, Max got shot. Yep. She's like all in now suddenly. Yep, she's all. Like, she does. She cry. saw that money. Does she? Yeah, she cries. She's like, oh, and he's like, it's okay now. But now we really need help. I'm like, really? You do? I mean, <laughs> yep. Then he goes. Then Chuck goes to like a dump, a garbage yard. He meets with the uh, Italian guy, Don Vincenzo. Yep. No, it's not a, do- a dump. It's a fucking cemetery. What's going on? <laughs> oh, dump cemetery? Is this where George mm. dumps bodies? <laughs> no, a, is, it, is that where i go to the bathroom uh <laughs> is that where i have sex with chuck um and then he uh he gives the lists to the mafia guy yep and the mafia guy is like yeah get out of here i like you so you're free and clear because he's gonna take care of the body yeah oh he says he, t- he goes my best friend in the whole world's laying in that office can you get rid of the body you, he's like yeah do throw it. him in a river or something I really like Don Vincenzo. I'm like, this guy's likable. And he's like, yeah, you good kid. And I was like, Even though he's not, he's remembering everybody, reminding you, in case you were making the mistake of thinking Chuck was okay, we're introduced to this character slapping women. Yes. So fuck Chuck. Yeah, he sucks. Then they go to the Henny M- Youngman show. Yeah, I wrote, ah, uh, Henny Youngman. I don't, I don't, I left, I left. What? 
What? Is this the what? part where he does his whole fucking routine? No, he tells a few jokes here. Well, basically. Oh, it's later he it's later he does the whole routine? Yeah, like my grandson, he's so ugly. When he was born, they <laughs> slapped the mother. He's just like Chuck, he says. Just like Chuck. He goes, Folks, yeah, like, Chuck, do you ever make love with Chuck? I hear it's like going to the toilet. That, and the, that, toilet's, and the toilet's we, clogged. <laughs> I don't know. He had a Polish show. Uh, did he really? Oh, see, I oh, yeah. like so the actual like famous comedian Henny Youngman and like famous, I guess he used to be famous. He would play like a violin and tell like yeah. just jokes. Just like this. Like he does a whole fucking routine in this. Like they just film him doing jokes mm-hmm. on stage. I got up and took a walk. Whoa. I missed most of this. Whoa. Yep. I don't I don't sit there and listen film. to that crap. He was on laughing. <laughs> exactly. So I So laughed. did you miss his joke? My kid is always complaining about headaches. I tell him, jump out of bed feet first. Come on, classic. Classic. I think Texar McGillicuddy wrote that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it Tim Tim, it's like it's like the it's like the worst Texar McGillicuddy jokes. Yep. I'm like, I left. I just didn't want to stick around for it. So I walked around my house for a bit, came it's back. Like Chuck buys flowers. We can get to the end. <clears throat> and now Chuck was rounds into the old lady again. This time he buys roses. Yep. And they cost ready how much? Forty dollars. Wow. Nope. Play the Ch- George's current currency kerner. No, I did. Okay. Play the music though. George's current currency kerner. Forty bucks in nineteen seventy four for roses. Yeah. Tim, this seen, is your last chance. You. He could have bought a lot of pet rocks. That money. No. <laughs> he could have seen Star Wars a bunch of times no. in a few years. He could have bought a bunch of Beatles albums because they split up. Yeah. What else? That's well, no. actually, do you want to get some? Yeah, what? Pet rocks. Yeah, they split up by then. That's it. Pet rocks. Pet rocks. Okay. All right. Pet rocks. All right. Everybody, it's pet rocks. Shut it down. Shut, uh, it. <laughs> shut it down. Pet rocks only for 74, you jerk. Um, do you want to guess what the buying power of 40 bucks is equivalent to now? Let's see. 120. Did I get it? No. $235.74. Man. It sucks to be number blindness. I mean, yeah, sucks the big <laughs> number blind. The rule of thumb is it's a little bit more than five times each time. Like that's mm. don't give don't give me the yeah. secret. Now you ruined it. Well, that's Not the last one for this episode. Oh, uh, okay. Change, yeah, well, change the yeah, percentage. For this episode. Change the yeah. percentage next time. Uh, Make me wonder. That's a lot of money for roses. And they. Uh, She's happy. She raises her leg up when they kiss. I'm like, what are they doing? Man, that kiss, they, she, she, he shows up, gives her the flower. They kiss. She looks at him so weird as they get in close. Like she has her eyes open like a creepy way. She drops the roses on the floor. So I'm like, he just paid yeah. $235 for that. Yes. And we see her foot go up. I, it was so dumb. I drew a picture of it. Ooh, good. Yeah. Well, that'll, yeah. That'll go. Maybe I'll share it on social media. So at the airport, the, the thing I, I heard. Because they they're going to the airport to leave. Yeah. But the funny thing, the airport they're calling one they're calling people to get on the super jet service was it ever called super jet service i never heard that and i've been alive since isn't, 1945 or isn't a super jet like a just a regional jet like when they just flies like a relatively cheap flight so you're saying it was a brand name it was yeah, odd it was so. odd it was like odd super jet service i've never heard it called. well it turns out they're flying to mexico city presumably to start a new life they have the two suitcases of money um that there's just like cash they're being followed by what's they're his name the one because Cro- they just Tenet. crawford call him going well stay on him did you find out anything yet <laughs> and crawford says i found out no. that, that if you 
make love to Chuck, it's like going to the toilet. That's what he says. <laughs> he <laughs> and Forbes is like, damn what it, you- that doesn't help us. <laughs> He says, you're off the case. He does say <laughs> that. Say, Literally. Go uh, presumably he Soak your head. Goes, so so uh, Tennant, he just leaves immediately. <laughs> so he's not witness to what happens next. I'm done. And let me just say, I just want to preface this by saying, <laughs> I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I hate this movie. This movie, I've never had such a radical turnaround in how much I liked a movie in the last minute. Because yeah. – um, you want to explain Laura's it? like, well, I have to, Laura goes, they're sitting there with their money. They're about to go to Mexico city to start a new life together. And Laura's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she leaves in there and he's sitting there just beaming. It reminds me of what it's like to make love to you. Come on. You <laughs> <laughs> <Keep it. laughs> I want to make sweet, sweet love to you and <laughs> drop a deuce at an airport. And he's sitting there. Chuck is just sitting there smiling, waiting for his lady love to come back. Mm-hmm. And the flower lady walks up yep. and she goes, Hey, Chuck, want to buy some flowers? Pulls out a gun and shoots him. (laughs) Fucking dead. Then, and I'm like, what? (laughs) My girlfriend, elsewhere in the house, hears this. I replayed this three or four times. She hears me laugh out loud hysterically and keep replaying this. Laura comes running up, grabs the two suitcases, and tears off. (laughs) And then a bunch of people come up, and they, like, find... Him laying there dead. And then we we cut to out in front of the airport, Laura, the flower lady, and a third accomplice who I couldn't see. Oh, I didn't notice see who it person. was. There was a guy, and uh, he was an, I watched it and tried zooming in, but it was so grainy. He was an older guy, kind of heavy. I think it might have been Henny Youngman. <laughs> yes, it might <laughs> like have been. It might have been. Like he's driving the car, and they throw the money in the <laughs> trunk and presumably peel off to spend the money themselves. <laughs> but it freeze frames. You know, it freeze frames in them. We, she, we don't. We see her throwing money in the truck. We never see her get in the car. So I, we don't know. I was so fucking delighted. I know because I, I couldn't believe it. That was an actual story. Well, it's just like and like and then the, yeah, because I was even in the middle of writing down. I'm like, this title doesn't make sense because death never brought roses. Nope, nope. But sure enough. At the very end, when she finally gets roses, she fucking murders him and steals his money. Yeah, that was. Uh... If in better hands, this would have been a, a good story, right? Tim. No, no, no. no Tim. In- <laughs> credit where credit where credit <laughs> is due. Jack Weiss. This I was just, a roller coaster. I I am a I am the world's number one Jack Weiss fan now. <laughs> and if Jack Weiss, if that is you on LinkedIn, please write me. If one of his heirs or Jack Weiss himself hears this, please write us. Yeah. I really wanna we would love to talk to him. We tease you for these movies, but yeah. I think you're actually doing some cool shit. Yeah. I was this was the best surprise ending I've ever had. It was. Uh, shoots the guy in the middle of an airport. It was just delightful. Whew. All right. The yeah. end. The end. I give it one Jack Elam for that crazy old man who never, you know, showed up again. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. Revenge. One of us will die. One of us will I will die. not stay. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. What's what's our quick quick one? Let's let's do it quick. All right. The most likely to uh, change their name, their legal name, to George Washington Crabtree. Yeah. Which character in this movie was most likely to do that? Ooh, let's do this quick. Uh, Chuck, because I think we didn't mention this. Maybe Chuck was wanted for murder. I'm pretty sure Chuck was not his real name. That's true. I think he probably was. His original name was probably George Washington Crabtree. <laughs> I think so. The person who he killed was doubt, undoubtedly in Fook, Arkansas. 
Mm-hmm. He was part of the Crabtree clan. It was a hippie. They were, ha- they were, yep, it was a hippie, and they were having a boating accident, oh, and he shot him, as happens there. <laughs> You're making jokes, and no one's going to get Chip, that's an evergreen statement of every joke in the show. Was this who would change their name or name their child? Yes. Okay. Most likely to legally change their name. All right. All right. I yep. think Al. That's Al good. is more stupid. I just think he would do it. If he lived. So Al, Al was stupider and oh. a bit of a loose cannon. Oh, wait, what? In order to hide the fact that he was even dead, uh, Vinc- Don Vincendo, Don, Don Vincenzo, he changed Al's name to Washington Crabtree and then threw him in a river. <laughs> Chop, <laughs> chopped him up into some. concrete shoes or chopped him up, yeah. Yes, nice. <laughs> it's good. When they found his hand, they're like, God, it's Washington Crabtree's hand. Yep. And then he cut him open and he said, he smelled, thought he smelled bad uh, on the outside. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. You go first. Because you got nothing, right? You're going to tell me that? I got, no, I, I got something. <clears throat> I got something, but it's, it's, it's short and sweet. Okay. Mine is good. Like going to the bathroom <laughs> with Chuck Watts. I mean, that was his name, right? Watts? Mm-hmm. Do you think actually? Do you think going to the bathroom with him was like sex? Do you think like you would like? They were the same. Yeah, I still don't get that statement. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it all out. No, I mean her statement. I still don't get it. It's like going to the toilet. Is it cold? Uh, perf- cold and and uh, echoey. I mean, I'll tell you really because she does actually. There was another line I recorded. Okay. She, was, there was, she says there was like no emotion. It was like you were just going through the physical act. That's right. She did say that. She does say that. But going to the toilets is very emotional, I think, George. For me, it is. Yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, every time I go number one, I cry. Every time I go number two, <laughs> I have an existential crisis. Yep. yep. Number three, I'm just going to let you wonder what that is. Yep. Ooh. Yep. All right, let's get through this. My sequel. Yes. It's kind of a weird sequel because it all centers on Mr. Henny Youngman. Oh. George is excited. <laughs> I'm not. I know this means you're going to do a lot of Henny Youngman jokes. I'm going to actually go take a walk, just like I did the first time. I'm going to keep my composition together here. Just text Just text me when you're done. I'll come back, no. all right? No, yeah. I need an audience. Yes. All right, go. So he was tight with Max. But Max, you know, Who's Max? Oh, yeah, Max no, was the old, yeah, old crime boss. But Max was a double-crosser, as we know. And he'd hired Henny Youngman's cousin, who had the ironic name of Very Youngman. His first name was Very. George did a spit right. take. <laughs> I thought it'd be roostery old man. So, very youngman looked just like Henny Youngman and toured the country mm-hmm. for Max, stealing all of Henny Youngman's jokes and his gigs. Very Youngman was protected, protected by Max and his crime syndicate, but now that Max was dead, Henny was out <laughs> for revenge. And you know, if you don't know, Henny Youngman told one liners and played the fiddle. Well, very young man, he told one-liners and had a grand piano with him. It was a grand piano that Max gave him. The grand piano was named Old Man Piano. <laughs> See, no. <laughs> so he sucks. We're going to get through this. Very young man, he told many Very hilarious jokes, like... Uh, oh, no! Magic. Right, I hate magic. Right, bye. A magician once wanted to cut my wife in two, and I told him, please, no, I can barely deal with her with one of her. And okay. my wife, she loves the circus. She gets a lot of makeup tips from the clowns. So anyway, that's like the, the jokes that very young men tell. I do, a, I do have a question. What? Are those Tim Hamilton originals or are they actually Henny Youngman jokes? We, we 
we let we let the the ages decide. Because I, I, I feel like having watched this movie, I'm like, I suddenly understand a huge piece of the puzzle of Tim Hamilton. Well. Henny Youngman. It just makes sense. That's you. No. No. You are this century's Henny Youngman. Okay. Well, Henny. You play a banjo? <laughs> yeah. Henny saw the news <laughs> that Barry yes. Youngman was playing a club in Pittsburgh. They showed a clip mm-hmm. of his show. Mm-hmm. And Henny saw him do a few of the jokes he stole. Like... My nephew, he's so dumb, his first words were, can I have another cigarette? And high school reunions, I hate them. I went to my high school reunion, and Mr. Perkins, the gym teacher, he still had a crush on me. So. That's a little, that's a ledgy. I'm surprised. <laughs> that, that one's getting there. I didn't think any young man would joke that way. So, and he knew that very young man had to ship his heavy grand piano around. And it took two guys three hours to get out of his pickup truck. Henny used a fiddle, and it only took... Two guys to get his fiddle loaded on his bicycle that he rode from gig to gig, you know, just like Pee Wee Herman. He was he was Pee Wee before Pee Wee. That would fucking dare you. <laughs> so Henny sped to Pittsburgh on his bike. Pee Wee Herman was a was a gift from God. <laughs> Henny Youngman is a no. He rode his bike to Pittsburgh just in time to see Very Youngman on the news performing in West Pittsburgh. <laughs> Should have cut this out. <laughs> yeah, he used more jokes he stole. Like my brother-in-law, uh, my brother-in-law, he's not so smart. He shouldn't own pets. When he gave his goldfish a bath, he set the dishwasher on pots and pans. And my mother, I can't bring her to funerals. She gets so emotional and cries so much when she hears there won't be an open bar. <laughs> so, and he, he jumped on his bike the next day and made it to West Pittsburgh. He went to Very Youngman's show and he watched as Very Youngman told more jokes he stole like, uh, take my wife. I told her we needed stronger birth control, so she sprayed me with mace. Uh, I, uh, okay. <laughs> My wife's orgasms. They're like the Patterson-Gimlin Sasquatch film. I'm pretty sure it's all fake. <laughs> See, these are classic jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, line between, the line between Jim Hamilton and Eddie Youngman is blurred, folks. I couldn't tell you. I, I'm pretty sure... No... Uh, yeah, go on. Go, go on. on. I got nothing. Henny shouted from the back of the comedy club. That's my joke. All you do is steal my jokes. You steal everything. I bet you don't even pay for the fleas in your hair. Henny shouted. And very young men shot back from the stage. Oh, yeah? You smell so bad. Dead animals are always angry. You're stealing their thunder. And then Henny walked up to the stage and shouted. Oh, yeah? You're so ugly. People ask what happened to the diaper you used to be wrapped in. <laughs> and very, very old men angrily answered. You're so dumb, you think a flea circus is a circus you run away from. Then Henny saw that the piano, that very, that, that very young one was using, it was one of the special pianos that Max gave to people he didn't trust. The piano's name was Oldman, as I said. So seeing this, Henny had an idea. Henny had an idea. There's no way, there's no way anyone has gotten through this. <laughs> Come on. This is a good story. Henny had an idea and he shouted, Well, you're so dumb. You think a B-flat is a dead insect that used to make honey. And very young men shouted back, Oh, you think you're so smart? I know it's a note on the piano. I'll show you. And he hits the wrong note. Very embarrassingly. And then he said, uh, and he says, see? And, and very old men said, no, I, I know it. And he keeps hitting different notes, hitting the wrong notes, until an angry man in the audience named Yosemite Sam, he ran up on stage, <laughs> shouted, mm-hmm. it, you varmints, I'll show you what the correct key is. And he hits the key. And wouldn't you know it, it was an exploding piano and it blew up 
Oh no! It blew very youngman's head off. Uh, uh, Yosemite was okay. He just had like black powder on his face, and his clothes were ruined, of course. Okay. And the headline in the paper the next day said, "Old man blows very youngman due to an editorial error. They left off the word up." So, uh, <laughs> the movie was called "The Very Youngman Oldman Story." <laughs> oh. He blew up the piano. Yep. <laughs> yep. In a comedy showdown. This was. This <laughs> and, was he, and he went so, on to have a long career. <laughs> so dangerous to let you like. As like I was watching, this is why I left during the Henny Youngman stuff. I'm like, I only have it in me to listen to so many of these jokes. I know. Tim is gonna go nuts. I knew you do. And I'm like, I gotta leave. I can't li- like that was awful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. On the offhand chance that there's oh, even geez. a single person out there still listening, um tell you what, <laughs> should we give them a secret word so they could write in to send a binkle and give them a prize? Uh a secret word, sure. You'll give him two dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'll give no. no I'll, I'll give him. A, I'll tell you what. Tell you what. If you listen through the end of this to the end of my story, I'll have a secret word at the end of that. Okay. If you write in, I will send you a postcard with an original George O'Connor drawing on it. Because I suspect <laughs> of Henny Youngman or Tim or what, I don't know. I'll figure out what it'll be. Here's okay. my story. Start my music. Start the music. <clears throat> so. <clears throat> This movie was, as I mentioned in our recap, was a real roller coaster for us. Uh, we were presented, Mr. Jack Weiss presented us with a very unlikable character. Uh, if you ever want to not like a character, have, show him brutalizing women. That's always a really good way to guess their side. And I was, we were led to up to the last moment, we're like, we're going to give this fucker a happy ending. And the movie, in a bit of filmmaking brilliance, as you heard, it ends with our character smiling like a goon off to start a new life in Mexico City with the woman he's pined after for years, a trunk full of cash, and they're going to go start over, and he gets shot down and dies. Also, it was really funny I didn't mention you can actually see that he's still breathing there because he's a bad actor. <laughs> I did not notice Because I watched the scene multiple times. He's very visibly breathing. <laughs> and so that's how we're going to open up in this film. Oh, right We pan here. in on our actor. He's laying there, bleeding out on the film. And off camera, on the floor of the airport, off camera, a voice calls, cut. Huh? And in walks into frame, <laughs> Jack Weiss himself. Ooh. What's he look like? He, he's a, he's a, he's a, a rugged figure. Okay. Clean shaven. He's wearing puffy director pants, some nice boots. His shirt's open midway to his chest, as was the fashion of the time. He's young, dynamic. He's full of life. He's a man at the top of his game. And he walks off and everyone's cheering because this was it. This was the last shot of the movie. And they're like, Jack, this is beautiful. And he's like, thanks, guys. And he kind of shakes some hands. He helps up the actor who played Chuck from the floor. He walks over to, to Mr. Tennant, who was playing the copy, gives him a shake. <laughs> Everything's happening. He just walks out, walks out of the airport. Mm-hmm. He walks into like just the, the balmy New Orleans air. It's a beautiful day. The sun is coming in. It's the magic hour. He looks out and he smiles. He breathes in deep. He breathes in deep of the air of the city that he has loved, this city that he has made the focal point of all his oeuvre. Yeah. He breathes out. 
and he breathes the contented sigh of a man who really did it all. Mm-hmm. A man who, he wasn't born in New York or California, any of these hubs of film. Span lived in Louisiana, in New Orleans, a great city, not a city known for filmmaking. But he knew that there were stories to tell. And God damn it, if Jack Weiss didn't tell those stories. And then Jack Weiss, he turned back, because this is all being filmed. Mm-hmm. He gave a knowing, somewhat sad wink to the camera, and he just walked off. He walked off into the wilderness, into the swamps, into legend. Because he knew, no matter what else, he'd made his mark on the world with five movies. The Crypt of Dark Secrets, uh, Mardi Gras Massacre. At least two of these movies he won't make yet, but we won't get involved in that. <laughs> the one we just watched, yeah, Death Rose. Brings Flowers. Flowers. Roses. Roses. Uh, Quadroon, Storyville. Mm-hmm. And into legend. Oh. And they say, as far as anybody knows, that Jack Weiss is still out there somewhere, wandering the roads, making more films about New Orleans, perhaps. Maybe these films are premiering in Kansas City somewhere. Who knows? But one day, and I believe that this is true, he'll return and he'll come on to Seti Bimco and he will tell us about what he's been up to. And you may say there's no revenge. Tim, there was no need for revenge. This was a perfect movie. He killed off our bad guy at the end. I've never been so delighted by a turn. <laughs> this was, this is the end what? of the Jack Y saga oh, for now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. That's the end. Ra- raise a drink to Jack Weiss. Did the camera? And his airs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yep. He just walks off. It's just beautiful music playing the whole time. It's like kind of disco-y, banjo maybe. But you can still hear them saying yeah. uh, super jet service. Uh, Gate 45. Yep. And if you're ever if you're ever wandering through New Orleans and you smell like uh, oil, like maybe body oil, it's probably because Jack Weiss was just there oiling up a naked lady right before he got there. <laughs> Not him, but the yeah. actors. <laughs> I assume all the close-ups were Jack Weiss's hands. <laughs> That's it. Kind of beautiful. Yeah, okay. I feel like I want to. I want to. I want to learn more about this guy. I've never been so frustrated that there's been less information about a person online. Next time I go to New Orleans, I'm going to just yell his name everywhere I go and hopefully run into him. Hmm. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You make me feel terrible. Yeah, you should feel terrible. You had a young man stealing joke freak. I just (laughs) did my whole story so I could say old man blows very young man. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, that was probably more in keeping the spirit of Jack Weiss. Well, guess what? Because we're so... What? We're so... I went so long. We have an actual, this is an extra long episode. We <gasps> have a letter. Oh, read it. <laughs> it's from Paul, and it's in Paul. response to. Oh, whoa, wait, wait! I should say my secret word. Oh, yeah. Um, my secret word. If you uh, listen to everything and want to get a hand drawn thing, it's uh, oily Aztec goddess. Okay. All right, all right. And this is from Paul Nezja. I think that's what I say. Or don't give his last name. Or don't give his last name. It's Paul from the... But I think he, he's okay with it because he's from the yeah. the New Yorker Caption Contest podcast. Which is a good but podcast. And you, was, is, you yourself have been a guest on. Yeah. So thanks for writing, you know, Paul. You know Paul intimately well. I do. I embarrassed him. When yep. I was on their nice. show, I brought up... Uh, what did I bring up twice? Oh, porn. Yeah, porn. Yep. That sounds, <laughs> okay. that sounds pretty Tim Hamilton. 
Well, here's his classic, letter. Classic Hamel boner. It's a res- response to the day that you said, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you about my engagement story if someone else shares their engagement story. <gasps> oh, Paul's going to share his engagement story. So, uh, Tim, John, and George, first of all, you should invite me on the podcast and give Tim the nickname of Ringo and call it Seti Bimco Part 2 The Beatles. He said, okay. <gasps> I see what he's doing there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I see what he's doing there. He says, you knew that joke would turn up at some time. Maybe. I have never put that together. <laughs> Did you? No, I didn't. Nope, I didn't, Paul. Okay, Tim Starkey. <laughs> so his engagement story. <laughs> yes. My wife, girlfriend at the time, and I moved into an apartment together. I had just about saved up for a decent engagement ring, but developed a nasty toothache. Turns out I needed a root canal to fix it. Sorry. Turns out I needed a root canal, and to fix it, I didn't have dental insurance at the time. Mm. I was in agony, and my wife was doing everything she could to make me comfortable until I could have the root canal. During this time, I proposed to her and explained that the money I had saved up was going to pay for the root canal. She said yes. She didn't care about having an engagement ring. And we always joked about the fact that the tooth was her ring. After 32 years, that, (laughs) that tooth developed a crack and had to be extracted. I asked my wife if she finally wanted that ring as I'd have the dental surgeon save it for her. She declined. Happy holidays. <laughs> Paul, that's a great story. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to save my story for next episode because Ooh. we went pretty long. We did go long. But. Poor Paul. It's not, it's not that I don't appreciate your story, Paul. That was actually a delightful story. Although I'm a little yes, disappointed you, your Paul. wife didn't want the crack tooth. Oh, yeah. Um, but rest assured, I will tell, I will regale you all with the story of my engagement next episode. Ooh, sorry, uh, sorry, thank you Paul. very much for that, Paul. Sorry, yeah, Paul. Sorry, Paul. <sighs> it's Tim's fault. Tim went too long with the Henny Youngman jokes. <laughs> what if his um, What if his radio was broken next week? Yeah, what if he actually doesn't make it through this episode because your Henny Youngman <laughs> jokes choked him away? Hey, man, more have. likely. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, Tim, I guess the uh, last thing to talk about, since we do, uh, we, we're not going to do a story yet, uh, is what we're going to watch next week. Yes. And it's your choice. You knew it's that, It's right? my choice. Yes. And as I said up front, I, I couldn't, in good conscience, continue Jack Weiss, because I just, I'm a, a little too afraid of what Quadroon, I would have to watch Quadroon myself. Yes. <laughs> and even then, I just don't think, I just don't think no. we should do Quadroon. No. Yeah. It's just risky. If you have a copy of Storyville, though, please get in touch with me, somebody. Um, what... We are going to watch instead. We're shifting gears. Ooh. We're going to watch the horror movie classic. Shifting gears. Squirm. Ooh. Squirm. Is this on? Uh... It's available in Tubi. Uh, you're like, what sort of horror movie is Squirm? You better believe it's about carnivorous killer worms <laughs> that become activated due to an electrical storm. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, squirm. Watch right. along with us, folks, and join us next week where I tell the story of my engagement and we create a revenge sequel uh-huh. for the movie Squirm. And send us your letters at SETI Bimco with an E at gmail.com and follow us on SETI underscore Bimco. Uh, like us and love us and give us stars because we have to go. We, we talk so long. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Bye. Bye, everybody. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party line. It's a party line.
lady then. Just those two alone. La- last time you mentioned the man who looked right at the camera, and this time I saw the man. I don't know if you the same man you saw, but Chuck goes to talk to the madam. She's with a man. And the, and the, oh, yes. He leaves <laughs> so they can have a conversation. But when he comes back and says goodbye, he just looks at the camera like, bye. What did, he <laughs> did I do good? Did I do good, Mr. White? Just looking right at the camera. That was great. That was great, Toby. 